Welcome back to Front Sight. Uh, we are here today with Rodney on my left, Pastor Ron right in front of me, our host, and to my right is Jordan Largasbada. Hey guys. <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> yep. Man, you know, I've never really, I have, but today I really took time to sit in that that intro music and it you really did? just got me in the mood, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm, yeah like yeah. it's just like... Fight, fighting mood, relaxed mood. Like, like what was the I'm mood? I'm ready to punch somebody in the freight in the face. Oh, wow, <laughs> oh, man! None of you guys, I hope, but yeah, um, just like watch what you say. I'll be watching out. Man, <laughs> right, is this your you? You feel like taking on a giant Uh-oh. intro? Oh, <laughs> that's exactly where I was going. How did you know? That's crazy. Yeah. Rodney's dialing your lead-in for the lead-in yeah. for the lead-in. Yeah. I was expecting him to go with, you know, the other day I was like at one of the schools and there was this big kid who kept picking on me. And... Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm trying to get more creative with these. I'm looking at Pastor Ron's desk and I see 12 stones. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, and five of them look like they could definitely be be slung be oh, okay yeah, you know what i'm yeah. saying like for what i don't know maybe like hit somebody in the face hit someone maybe. in the face and oh absolutely destroy their life yeah 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 so you were looking at those stones and you're like man there's like a bible story i've heard about it i don't know okay. oh yeah <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Welcome to Frontside. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. <laughs> yes. No, for real. We are glad you guys are here. And um, once again, I just want to remind you all that locally, uh, we have a men's Bible study that is just on point. And Rodney is leading that. Uh, we'll group him in, and he's taking the notes. They're doing a deep dive into the Frontside notes, and they're just sort of adapting that to what the men are telling us here locally. Uh, maybe if you want to start one of those, reach out to us and let us know in your area. We'd uh, love to help because the goal of Frontsight is not just for you to turn on the podcast and get good information. I mean, obviously yeah. that is a goal. Um, if all you have are those 35 to 45 minutes to drive, ride, work, sit, listen, and it does something and it helps encourage, then yes, we fulfilled a goal. Mm-hmm. But we want it to go beyond that. Mm. We want it to translate into, like we've told you, we want it to translate into action at home, action on the battlefield, action at work, in, in your own mind, in your yeah. own heart. We so you can become yeah, disciple. Yeah, exactly. You can become a biblical man, a godly man. And today we're talking about no pun on pun on intended or play on words, but we're talking about a big topic. And we're going to use the background, the backdrop of David and Goliath, hence the reason for Jordan's um, lead-ins for the lead-ins for the lead-ins to where we are. And so we're using the story of David and Goliath, some of the traditional tones and notes and elements of the story that you know. And it it sort of does honestly go along with uh, the forever titles that you can find out, like how to defeat the giants in your life. Because, I mean, you, you can't really get too much... You know, you can't yeah. dance around that. that. That's sort of what is happening um, here. But I want to translate that in everyday life for men, how to face big battles. Mm. 
All right, for just a moment, if in the room, if you want to be honest, like a revealing, I know you're honest, but revealing, um, I'll start because, you know, um, on Sunday mornings, if you watch or you're in person, it's typically confessions of a pastor uh, is what I share, you know, just to share like sort of where I'm at. Here's what I know about most men, not all, but about most men. When it comes to the big battles, um, often we're, believe it or not, we're some of the first ones to cave to pressure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, what I mean by a big battle, I mean, I mean, let me break that down. Like, you you might be a what's called a dragon slayer at work, where that guy can go in and like close the deal, yeah, uh, whatever they call them now, you know, uh, or fix big problems, yeah, or just fix big problems, yeah. But maybe you you just get through fixing a big problem and you walk out to the parking lot and you got a flat tire and mm. you lose it. Yeah, mm. you're like, what the mess? And then you kick the car and you're banging the steering wheel and you go yeah. home. You know, maybe you just want to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Why are you guys looking at me right now? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, honestly, some men, can we just be honest? Some men actually run from commitment. Mm, yeah. That's common, younger men. Very common in younger men. It is very common among younger men. But it's also common among men that are that have been married for years and the wife sort of tried to nail them down mm. in certain areas of commitment. And and to them, that's a Goliath. To them, that's a Mount Everest, whatever you want to refer it to. It's a, it's a big battle, and they run from it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes these big battles for men, it, it crushes their spirit. Now, I'll confess, in ministry, um, Ron and Ray, like in life as well, but in ministry, we, we've had some big battles. And I'll be the first to admit, like I— I can walk out to my back porch and probably face a bear more than I could a frog. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys know that about yeah. me. Like, if, like y'all been to my house and it's yes. like there's a frog on the and I'm like uh somebody else. And that's go funny because you have so many frogs at your house. <laughs> <No. Yeah. laughs> like, oh, you, know, you guys actually hold from what I've heard. No, I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong about I, this fact. I bet you're right. But you actually hold Routine executions. <laughs> yeah, the things I've done do. to property, <laughs> the things I've done to frogs. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, yes, because there are so many. Yes, we have we have a little airsoft gun that we <laughs> yeah. we try to do our best to help get rid of invasive species. They frogs. are invasive. They are absolutely target practice. I mean. It's target practice, and yes, yeah. we we see who can eliminate the target with just. <laughs> one airsoft pellet. Like, who's the best at that? Wow. Um, yeah. Absolutely. But I'll, I'll, I'll confess, so even though like a frog is a little thing, there are there have been many times in ministry where big battles have, have crushed me. I'll admit mm. that. And I walk in and I think, well, gosh, if I'm crushed, Raina's just annihilated. No, I walk in and Raina's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Yeah. I, I maybe should have been the one to do that stereotypically, but it was her. And mm. so she she knew how to face the battles um, more than I did. Now, here's – I just want to give you just a few things, and we're going to roundtable this, of course, because I love, um, you know, the, the contribution that comes from all of us on this, personal experience and anecdotal and so forth. But here's, here's what we know. All big things are built on little things. Yeah. Okay. Um, the human body. Right. For one example – of all big moments, listen, all big moments are built on the development of little moments. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. We know that. That includes like habits. That includes, 
you know, like meetings, I don't know, whatever, like big hard things that you guys are about to face is like built on smaller things that lead up to it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, now, even, and even if <clears throat> even if something drops out of the sky, your reaction is certainly okay. built on the things, on the million little things before it. Don't, right? don't, 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 um, don't just say that now, like come back to that. That's huge. That's abs- that, and that's and and a lot of what I'm wanting to say in that topic. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of your response. So I guess one way I was going to say it was often we dismiss the little because we want to go after the big. Boom. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, but it's the little that God uses, like the li- those little moments of patience, those little moments of focus, those little moments of um, of trust, those little moments of what is perceived as deterrence mm-hmm. or taking me off point or making me run late. Yeah. Those little things are actually what's building character for what's going to be needed yeah. down the road. Yeah. And then I have found that in my own life, the reason why there's, in some areas, delayed um, victory over bit of, bigger battles is because I haven't been as trustworthy or I haven't learned the lesson yet in some of the little things. We, we get in our own way. We get in our own way. Oh, I, well said. Like, write that down in the notes. <laughs> like, well said. Because that is, and that's the whole point. And it, so it's teaching men how to get out of the way yeah. and fight these battles. So, again, I think one of the first things you got to do is you got to learn to pay attention to those little details. Okay. You know, yeah, don't so dismiss like, them. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's, I feel like, two ways to look at that. There's the little details of, like, the small little trials that you're facing, but it's mm-hmm. also another way to look at it is the little, like, hang-ups or the little, the little annoyances that you oh, kind of yeah. just, like, roll off, but you're not actually rolling off. You know, you're just leaving right. them unprocessed. Perfect. That can lead to a blow-up when you do meet one of those giants. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of yeah. And I mean, there's that, I don't know the Bible verse address, but the the one that's like when Samson is, is you know, um, trying not to tell that lady about, man, I'm totally butchering this, but about the fact that it's his hair, but he was like pestered into it um, because he never really processed those little things and he never really stopped it where it started. And mm. so he kind of just kept all the little things kept building up and he was pestered into losing his strength. Absolutely. But but you were like you were on something else which was training for the big thing, right? Like yes. like the the little pe- the little messages God's giving you along yes. the way. Yes. Right? And and often we either when we dismiss them, we don't recognize them. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Or if we do recognize them, we don't know how to to like utilize them like to to George's point what he was saying, we just kind of just push down, like we mm-hmm. just yeah. walk away from it. We just mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we don't add it into our lives. So I was just doing some marriage counseling, I don't know, a little while back, and and I, I love it when I do premarital. That's one of, honestly, one of the, my favorite things that I love to do in the area of counseling is premarital. And I was sharing with them, um, they're absolutely normal. They came in, they're like, we don't know if this is going to work. Uh. And I was like, tell me what this means. And I was like, good news. You're absolutely <laughs> normal. And that's the reason why you're getting married. Mm to help work out those little things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she's going to be there, heavenly sandpaper, you know, that's what we call it. She's going to be there to expose those little things yeah. and mm-hmm. that's going to stink. Yeah. yeah, You're not going to like it. It's going to cause some arguments, but she's there to expose those little things yeah. and then to help sandpaper them down, but don't ignore that because what that's going to do is that's going to pull out this out of you. When mm. she pulls that out of you, then that's actually critical 
because that's what is needed for her. Boom. Yes. So yes. the sandpaper that she's actually doing is it, it stinks to you, but it benefits both of you. So anyway, I was just like, you guys are spot on. I can't wait to use that. Oh yeah, uh, honey, honey, stop, 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 stop. Right now, I'm being heavenly sandpaper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> honey, please. Let okay, me, let me you. And I'm going to be a heavenly two by four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, that's about to say, as soon as you say that, start writing notes down and let us know. That'll be like episode 55. What not to do in your marriage. Yes. Yes. Welcome back, Rodney. Yeah. He was just released from the hospital in psychiatric eval. We've got a new segment, Brandy's anecdotal responses. He's going to film the next one with a black eye. Oh, how funny. But, you know, um, somebody said this, you and I have to learn um, to be faithful in the lonely and the little. Mm, yeah. Yep. Sit in that for a minute. Like you're driving right now or you're working out right now or you're getting ready. Well, I don't, wherever you are, hopefully I need you to sit in that. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to be faithful in the lonely yeah. and the little. Yeah. Now, maybe for me, I don't know because I don't know every detail about your job. It's a little bit easier for me to be faithful in the lonely because there is an aspect of ministry that's very lonely, believe it or not. I was yeah. taught that very early on in ministry, like get ready for that. Meaning, not that nobody likes you and that you're always by yourself and you're walking around you know, with your head down the ground, but meaning God has always in the Bible worked through a man, never a committee. Sometimes you're on an island. Sometimes you're on an island. Like I, my my existence is dependent upon how much separation I can get from everything else, just so I can hear mm. the voice of God. Wow! Yeah. How did you say it? Um, you said it, Jordan, when you were teaching on prayer. Oh man, I wanted to write it down last night, and you said it when you were teaching on prayer. You said that's often. Hang on, I, I, it's coming to me. You said it like this: often when we go to God in prayer, we're more concerned about what we're saying. We don't leave enough time, time for Him to, to listen. Oh, you, did you hear yeah, that too, yeah, Rodney? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, how does that happen? Well, you have to learn how to be lonely. Mm. You have to learn how to be separated. Yeah. But so many guys are so busy, like they they're afraid of alone time. Yeah. Because they're still afraid of thoughts that are out of control, thoughts that are racing. Um, they don't know what to do with it. You've got to get accustomed to being alone. Now, where was where was David before he ever fought the battles? He was out in the in Not the sure. fields by yeah. himself. He was, he was the of, one, bro. Like he was the he was the one that everyone was like, "All right, you go ahead and do it." Yeah, <laughs> like he was the youngest. He was the youngest, and he was out by himself. Speaks yeah. to me. <laughs> wow, Jordan's trying to put that on him. Right, anyway. oh, no, no, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just another young David. I'm, yeah, I feel like so much Slaying like John's. David right now. Oh so much my like gosh, him. young handsome ruddy David. Yes. Oh how oh, man. funny. So I'm like so good with like fighting bears and stuff. That's are me. you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. gummy, no. gummy bears maybe. <laughs> Good one. I'm gonna beat up that red forty. Oh, <laughs> but no, you, where was David? David had all these older brothers, yeah. and, and we know from just listening to the conversation that he wanted to be where they were. Yeah. I mean, what younger? I had an older sister, and even though she was a sister, I still wanted to be where she was. I right. thought where she was was cooler than where I was. Yeah, I just wanted to be with all of her friends, and so forth. But David, David. Allowed God to use the pasture and the field and that alone time to develop him as a warrior to fight the battle. Wow. Amen. The yeah. reason why he could tackle Goliath was because he learned to fight 
the bears. Yeah. He learned to take care of sheep. It, he would have not been as prepared for Goliath if he would have kept wishing to be somewhere else oh. and not learned where he was. That, wow. Right there. That's important. Now, yeah. sometimes where you are, go ahead, Rodney, well, but sometimes where say, you are stinks. Yeah. Well, that's what I was just going to mm. say. I was going to literally just say that sometimes loneliness is not a is not a result of your own doing. Yeah. So, and this is why it's often it's often linked to addiction or addictive behavior. Okay, so come on, like go with that. Addictive sinful behavior because you allow yourself mm. to get down that path of, well, here we go again. Yeah. I'm miserable. I'm, you know, come I'm on. out on an island, and so I might as well do the other thing. Come on. I might as well go ahead and do the thing that I know I'm not supposed to do because wow. it'll fill the void and give me temporary satisfaction. And there's there's so much study on that. And so it like this is like this is like a spoke of a wheel loneliness. One right there. Oh my gosh. Well said. Wow. One hundred percent. But naturally, we don't like loneliness. No. We do everything to not be that. Yeah. And so you have to learn in those and loneliness doesn't mean in the context of what we're saying. Maybe maybe I need alone timeness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or letting being okay that maybe you're the only one that understands where you are. Maybe oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Or but That's maybe hard. even maybe even when it when there is a negative res, it, when it is the result of something that's not happening positive stopping and going what is God doing right now? Exactly. Where where, where am I supposed to be thinking? And looking and listening, as as he said last night, sh- maybe I should stop talking yes. and just listen for a Instead hot Instead of saying, why me, why me, yeah. why me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, used, especially like, oh, sorry, what were you going to say? Go God uses that time to speak to you. Yes. Or yeah. else you can't yeah. hear your credit. Yeah. Yes. But like a lot of time, especially in student ministry, you see so many kids that are, or even adults all the time, they're like, man, I just want to be where this person is. And I'm, I'm, I just want to be like... I, I want to be in the next stage of my life, you mm. know? Like, mm. you know, like when you were in middle school, you were like, oh, I want to be like the high schoolers. And then when mm-hmm. you're in high school, you're like, I want to go to the college games. And mm. you're never really taking the time to really take full advantage of where you're at. Yeah. Yes. Right where you are. Yes. And that's that's exactly what David did that yes. allowed him to take that big step. And I mean, he just stepped right into it. I mean, you know the story. He just stepped right. He was like, what's up with you guys? You guys yeah. are warriors. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be where you are. Now I come to the scene and you guys are like cowards. But mm. yeah. Listen to what B.F. I have to read this quote by B.F. Westcott, commentator, oh, preacher. You're going old English I, from Birmingham, <laughs> right? You know, okay. Yeah, Great old Brook. Listen to this. Great occasions do not make heroes or cowards. Mm. Mm. They simply unveil them to the eyes of me. Oh wow! Amen. Silently and imperceptibly, as we listen, guys, as we wake or sleep, we grow strong or we grow weak. Wow. And at last, some crisis shows us what we have become. Oh, my gosh. Is that not powerful? That is so powerful. I might put that on uh, social media. Like, I'm sure some guys might be asking, like, where'd you get that from? Where'd you find it? Honestly, old sermon notes. I don't even know where, but I'm sure you could Google it. B.F. Westcott. He's got a lot of good quotes. He does. It's like, you know, the the, the, the Rick Rick Ross, you don't think they should do yeah. like a, a Brooke Foss. Yeah. Do oh, that's true. Like that. But let me read that last part again. Silently and imperceptibly, mm-hmm. as we wake or sleep, we grow strong or weak. And at last, some crisis shows us what we have become. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for the crisis to happen and reveal to you that you're weak. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Silently. Silently. Alone. Alone. Quiet time, listening. Boom. Boom. Man, I love that. 
I love that. So here's the question. What are you becoming? Mm. And what are you letting God mold you to be? Rodney asked that. Like he he phrased it in the term of like, you should be asking God that. Like, what am I supposed to be learning from this instead of why me, why me, why me? Here's what we also know from David and what allows us to fight big battles. He learned to look at the right stuff. He learned to look at the right things. Mm. Mm. So think about this. When something doesn't go as planned or or, or something disrupts the norm, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, whatever it is, job loss, job change, you didn't close the deal. I, I, I'm just making those. Like whatever at that moment causes you to go, what is going on? And, and causes you to, to pull backwards in front of a big battle. What do you look at? Yeah. Most of the time we're looking at the wrong things. Mm. Everybody else on the battlefield was trained to fight enemies. Yeah. But all they saw was a giant. Wow. Wow. Now, here's the thing. Can I just be ridiculous right now? Giants are easy to see. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, finances, cancer, sickness, marital difficulties, emotional problems, health. Like, giants are easy to see. I don't think there's a day that any of us in this room— there's there's not a day that goes by that we don't wake up with some level of is giantry a word, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean, some, like something that we're facing. Oh yeah, bills, if, education. Yeah. If it wasn't a word, it is one now. Yeah, put it in Merriam-Webster. What yeah. was that word again? Giantry. Giantry. <laughs> I like that. I'm using that. That's not T R E E T R Y. Oh look, there's one right out there. Yeah, you see it. A giant tree. Oh, see that's what I mean. Not T R E. Oh yeah. But every one of us face some level of giant, whether it's like right now before us, like a bill, Mm. or whether you've stepped out into your own business and it's 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 the uh, impending thoughts that you allow to think like, what if this doesn't work out? Or if it's facing parenthood for your first time, exactly. If it's um, you know trying to traverse school, exactly. Young, like there's so many different. Okay, so giants are easy to see. Yeah. Now watch, it's God that we block out. Yeah. Mm. Everybody else blocked out God, mm-hmm. but David, because he learned in that in the in the little and the lonely how to see the big in the public. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like you know, um, that's like something we talked about a while ago was how you can share with your kids the things that you're praying through. Oh yeah. That's how you train your kids to be able to go through these battles is by having them see the small things that you're praying through. Yes. Yes. So that they can have the faith to be able to face the big things. Yes. When culture and everything is us. Absolutely. The thought pattern can shift and not think. Yes. Like everyone else. That's it. And the little and the lonely is where we learn to see God in the big and the public Mm. sector. So we know that David just, he had already learned how to face the bears. He was by himself. He had already learned how to tend sheep. He had already learned how to sort of uh, pass the time mentally yeah. in the mundane. Yeah. Even though you, we know he wanted to be on the battlefield, he, we know he wanted to be where the big brothers were. Yeah. He still just let God teach him the lesson. So we got it. We have to start learning to look at the right stuff. Now, yes, it's okay to 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 have like a diagnosis or face a situation that overwhelms you and to be overwhelmed. Let me just say, it's a, it's a, that's natural, but don't sit in that. Mm-hmm. So learn to draw from little things that you've been through that can sort of amplify what you need to look at. It, it, it actually reminds me of where, when he's talking to Saul, he doesn't say, dude, I killed a bear. I killed a lion. No, he oh, doesn't. He says, yeah. 
God delivered me from the bear and God yes. delivered me from wow, the Wow, that's... Yes. Like, he was already perceptive to know that... Yes. God did that. Yeah. He's giving testimonies of his faith. Yes. Wow. That's crazy. I never saw that part. Yeah, because he knew it uh-huh. was in those moments that God prepared him for that. Now, here's another one that I think men struggle with. We struggle with... We struggle with competing voices in our life. We mm. struggle with competing voices in our head. Mm. I do and, sometimes. Too. And maybe we pursue yeah. the wrong um, voices. For sure. And you know, there's no shortage of critics in our lives. We know that. I mean, just look at social media. Um, it doesn't matter. You're right. There's always going to be the, the the critic out there. Um, and so you and I have Including to learn. ourselves. Oh, oh we oh, are the yeah. – oh, my gosh. We are the worst critic, absolutely, of ourselves. Well, we have to learn how to handle – um, critics. If you study this passage, he had, David had three critics around him. They have names, but they also represent states um, that will attack us, if you will. Mm-hmm. So first of all, there was the Eliabs, or is, I think that's how you say is Eliab, Eliab. Mm-hmm. Eliab, yeah. Eliab. So there's the Eliabs. You know, basically Eliab um, looks at David and he's like, what are you doing here? Mm, yeah. You know, like, why'd you show up? <laughs> Um, you know, that's that's a powerful emotional statement. Yeah. You're going to have people over you that are over you, if you will, emotionally. Like, what were you thinking? Mm. Who Just are people you? People that you, like, are experienced, you know? Yeah. Like, as, like, I feel like in that situation, it could be somebody that's like... Like if you're if you're young, it could be somebody that's on a higher grade than you. If you're in your workplace, it's somebody who's been in a position longer. longer than you. Like I remember when I worked at Publix. Oh yeah, you know there were people that were always like, "Ah, oh, bro, you can't do that." I'm like, "Yes, I can." <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you just have to like those are gonna, they're going to be those people. Or and your contemporaries. Now sometimes not just people um older than you. What about those that are your same age? Like, well, how do how, why, why did you get the promotion? Mm, or oh, yeah. well, what'd you do to get there? Or I've been here, I've been here longer than you. Like sometimes the people that are the same, yes. your same age, yes, and sure. they look at you. Coworkers, I mean, you know, I, even in ministry, I've had people in ministry that were like literally just hired, um, and I hate to say totem pole, but you know, what I mean, they they were just brought in and they wanted the same privileges um as what I had. I mean I'd been in ministry to that point like twenty years, right. if you will, and they wanted the same privileges and, and I was like, wait, what? Like, no, we all kind of have to start, you know, and so they were like literally saying things like that. And I was like and then it, 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 it caused me pause for just a minute. Like, well, why don't or should I or yeah. and I had to realize that was an, an Eliab in my life at that moment. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful of those people, those critics that want to come at you emotionally because they know if they don't know they 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 sometimes know how to craft their words to really oh, destroy you. I, I was going to say uh, the, uh, uh. in this story in the Bible, it says that he burned with anger. Mm. It wasn't like he was like, "What are you doing here?" Oh. It, he was angry, yeah. and then he turned it around and said, "Like you know, who's watching the sheep while you're here goofing around? Like, are you so wicked and evil that you've just come here to watch?" Like. He's literally yeah. flipping it like you're disobedient, you're wicked. So if you're if you're listening to that, you're gonna go wait. You know, am I am I in the wrong spot oh, here? You you it can't. wasn't passive. It was pretty no. aggressive. Exactly, and you're, that was exact. The point I wanted to make as you were sharing that in your head, if you're not careful, you'll go wait. Well, then am I in the wrong place? Did oh, I yeah. did I misinterpret how God moved? Like, yeah. is are they right? Oh, yeah. You, you've got to learn how to handle the Eliabs, right? How do you do that? Well, again, what are the lessons you learned in the in the little and the lonely? 
What were the specific words spoken to you by God that allows you to either respond or not respond, but nonetheless stand firm where you are? Uh, what about Saul? Think about like Saul. Well, obviously he's over he's over David positionally. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. king at this point. Yeah. And Saul's like, well, no, I don't think he can. It's not smart. Put on this armor. And we know it swallowed him. <clears throat> Excuse me. A critic is one who points out how imperfectly other people do Hmm. What the critic does not do at all. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. If anybody should have led the charge and stepped out and said, what's up with you guys? Should have been Saul. Yeah, should have been. It should have been Saul. Better, 100%. better call Saul. But he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So you have to know that maybe to some level, Saul was maybe embarrassed. I don't know. Maybe he knew that he should have been the one stepping up and like, David, why are, why are you not? And but if I, you, I often wonder if he thought, he's like, okay, let's entertain <gasps> this. Let's go ahead and send the boy out to his death. Yeah, yeah right. But, I mean, like, 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 but that was probably the only person who did step up, you know? Right. Like, David was the only one who did. He did. That was the only one that did. But yeah. then, oh, bro, being in Saul's position, bro, thinking about that, like, oh, man, this kid's really going to make us all die, <laughs> you know? Potentially, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Rodney looked at it from one viewpoint. You're looking at it from the other. Like, Or, he, or prove exactly what. Why none of us have gone out into the battlefield? Exactly because, because this, it's an insurmountable foe. Yeah, but again, you're also you know what we're also trying to draw the line is there. There are going to be people that are over you. That yes, you need to respect that authority, which David displays that he did that. He yeah. at least listened. He tried on the armor. He said, "This doesn't fit me." He just didn't say no, whatever, boom, and then bolt out there. Like he listened at least. But he knew down deep inside from the lonely and the little what God had called, and he stood on that. And yeah. I think that's what allowed Saul to make the decision was he was like, well, this is what God has told me. Yeah. This is why I'm here. Yeah. Obviously, the third person in the party, which is obvious in, in the room, is you got to get by the Goliaths. Mm. Yeah. So the Goliaths are over you in terms of ability, where Saul's are over you positionally, and the Eliabs are over you emotionally. Mm. There are the Goliaths that are over you in terms of like ability. I mean, right? This guy's over nine feet tall. Um, think about this. Every but here's what we know: every person who's ever who had who has never killed a giant will tell you it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. people that have never done it are always going to tell you it can't be done. Uh huh. And so that this was this was Goliath. I mean, think about that. Goliath was huge to David. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I tell this story all the time. I think, but I can remember when I played soccer. You know. I was new to it. I think I was in um, eighth grade and was um, actually brought up to like varsity just to kind of watch and learn and and sort of get ready for it. And we had this one team that it was our first year to have soccer, mm. but previously they'd had only had football. Uh-huh. So Rodney, you can see this picture, you guys as well. So it was all football players that oh came my out. Gosh. It was like the entire football team came out to try to play soccer, not really oh, the man. whole football team. Well, they did this whole like football warm up. Like soccer players don't do like the yeah. poke hay kind yeah. of a thing, you know. They did, and these guys were huge. <laughs> and if, if you remember my story, like I was skinny and scrawny. Okay, so they come out there, this and start marching. <laughs> oh my gosh! I can literally remember tying my cleats, and I'm going like I'm looking around like what it, what what is it? Because that's not normal soccer <laughs> no. tradition. That's so intimidating. I'm looking around like who, who uh, who's make like who's doing a luau right now? Like what's what's happening? Like I don't understand what's going on. You know? And I look over. Yeah, Ron, I wish you could see what Ronnie just did. And for like for like I don't know at least a good ten or fifteen seconds, I looked at them and I was like, Oh my lord, yeah. I'm they're gonna I, kill me. I'm go- they're gonna kill me. Yeah, is what I said. 
and so that to me, I, I can I can honestly remember at that point thinking, wow, like magnify that. That's what David must have felt like for you know for half a second. Yeah. Like you know, there were some thoughts in his head, like I know I'm pretty good with a slingshot, but <laughs> yeah. what if I miss? Mm-hmm. Like, like what if he- like just stepping over the wall and going, All right, this dude's big. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, how far did he walk out? Like, like, turn, like, just turn around for a second. I, I get it, guys. I get it. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go take care of this, but yeah, he's big. Yeah. Right? He like, just I don't... keeps getting bigger the closer I get to him. <laughs> yeah. Does the Bible tell us how far he walked out? I don't remember that detail in the story. But yes, you have to admit that there was probably some part in his in his own head where he was right. like, yeah. uh-huh. all right. For sure. He's huge. His armor alone was four, weighs four times. You know what I mean? Like he, so there's going to be those things where ability-wise, maybe the job that you're in, maybe the relationship that you're in, maybe the people you're working with, you just don't feel like you measure up. Mm-hmm. Maybe in your own marriage, you don't feel like you measure up to your wife's spirituality. Maybe mm. you don't feel like you measure up to her prayer life. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't feel like you measure up. I honestly admit this all the time. My girls are far more spiritual than I was at their age. My girls are far more capable than I was at their. They're far more wiser. And there are many times now, because of the relationship we have with each, with each other and their age, I go to them for a lot of advice. Mm. I'm like, well, when you pray through this, what do you do? When you've experienced this, what did you do? But we don't often do that. What do we do? We size everything up. Yeah. We literally size everything up, and then we're like, ah. Or we have people come to us and say, you're not you're not ready for this. But what if God's called you to that? Yeah. Wow. You have to learn how to get over those those three critics. Now, Rodney, you said this one earlier, and, and Jordan commented, like, I never saw that part um, in the story. This is where I, I want to – this is like the last thing I noticed about how to face big battles. We often focus on David and his size, Goliath and his size, David's – armor lack of his choice of weapons. We often focus on, you know, the details of Goliath, his what armor. What are your hit. five stones? Yeah, right? How many did he have? And then because he had four brothers, you know, like we hear that kind of yeah. I, I get it. But do you know one of the most often unmentioned elements of what allowed David to defeat Goliath was his words? Mm. And you said it. Do you do you remember what 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 was some of the conversation David had with Goliath. You said it early on. Like he he used his words with Goliath. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, you he, tells him, he, he tells him, I'm 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 coming God. Well, at first he was talking to Saul. At first he was talking to Saul. Right. And he says, God delivered me from the lion. God delivered me from the bear. So he's he's not he's not exercising his own yeah. skill or competence no. or war fighting. He's saying, Hey, you might be bigger than me. My God's a little bit bigger than yours. And the same yeah. message he gave to Saul or, yeah. was the same message he delivered, yeah, to, if you will, to the yep. warriors, and yep. the same message he delivered to Goliath. Mm. He said, I know I'm not capable of this, but God is. Exactly. Yeah. So hang on, hang on, hang on. Maybe this is just me. I don't know. If it's not you, then you get a good laugh <laughs> at me. Okay. So being former military and so forth, I, I still feel like I'm 18 years of age. I'll confess. There, I feel that way. I wait. <laughs> you're really close. You're closer to it than I am. But when I watch like 13 hours, when I watch these war yeah. movies, yeah, I I like tell Raina, I'm like I I just wish I had that one shot. Like when I was in the Marine Corps, I wish I had that one shot to practice what I was trained to go yeah. do. Blah blah mm. blah. Execute a mission. But Raina will tell you, like when we were first married, I, Raina, I don't know how she put up with me. 
Uh, but she did. When we were first married, Rodney, has Rainer ever told you this story? That there were times that I would mow the yard wearing my K-bar and my BDUs. <laughs> like, I had to look like the neighborhood, like, door. Like, I'm sure the neighborhood, like, if it was today, they would probably, like, call the police on yeah. me. Like, uh, we have a guy dressed on in full fatigues, and he's wearing a K-bar knife, and he's mowing the yard. We got a white supremacist <laughs> next door. You know, something, right? I don't know. But Rainer was like, um, honey... Um, the pants are okay, but maybe not wear the K-bar. I'm like, no, honey, like this part of me, I'm going to wear the K-bar. It's part of me. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I yeah. think I did it twice, to yeah. be fair. I but did you it. You should have gone out and mowed the yard naked with the K-bar. Oh, <laughs> so man. Took the oh, pants oh, off. What else God. do you want? Yeah. Right. That's part of me. <laughs> Raina would definitely not have allowed that. Oh, man. <laughs> but I, here's my point in that ridiculous story. When I'm watching the 13 hours, yeah. oh, I man up when yeah. I'm watching the movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hang on. You know where I'm going. I man up when I'm watching the movie, but sometimes I do wake up the next day and something is deviated or something's off my back, and (laughs) and I'm like I'm nowhere near the warrior mode that I was when I was just watching a movie. Yeah. A lot of men are really good at fantasizing, if you will. Yeah. That we're these great warriors, Mm. but then when certain things happen in our marriage, we quit so easy. Mm-hmm. When the challenge comes up in front of us, we quit. So we're good at wearing the K bar and the BDUs, particularly yeah. when our discipline is tested. Particularly when our discipline if something is requires us to 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 sort of bring forward discipline. Mm. You know, like just eating. You know, yes, you get off just a little bit, and you're in your own head, and nobody's making you do it. Yes, and you are just like. Last night, like tomorrow, I'm starting Rocky training. Exactly. <laughs> right. And then yeah. within 10 minutes of walking in, the, the obviously, this is completely anecdotal. Right. <laughs> within completely. Minutes, yes. Within walking into the office, you know, uh, Debbie's, you know, got a, a buffet of donuts. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, it's starting tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Point, point Get well. Get out of my head. Yes. Point well said. So <laughs> the whole thing we're trying to emphasize is. Biblical manhood isn't just always wearing a K-bar and a BDUs. Biblical manhood isn't just sort of man in the post. Mm -hmm. Biblical manhood is being faithful in little. Biblical manhood is being faithful in the lonely. Biblical Mm -hmm. manhood is learning how to handle the critics. Biblical manhood is learning how to use not just weapons, but the Word of God. Yeah. Yeah. It's not giving up in those in those trials it's that you're facing. It's not giving up in those trials in those. And I'm just telling. That's why I say over and over and over. My wife is one thousand percent stronger than I am in those areas. One thousand. Like I will go out and I will I will probably run. Like if you, I, I would think I would. If gunfire started happening in our neighborhood, obviously I should. But I'll. Pro- I know I would be the first one running. Like all of us in this room would. But if I get a flat tire, I'm probably the first one going in and running. I'm a flat tire. Yeah, yeah. yeah just right. to clarify, when you said running, running You're towards, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. towards yes. the when you, first, when you yeah. first started saying oh, that, I was funny. like, running. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, gonna, that's not what he means. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification, guys. Thanks running, for having my back. Running, running towards, towards the, the fight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to run right at the bullet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for the clarification. <laughs> that's hilarious. With my K-bar. Yeah. But um, no, but that's, that's the point is biblical man. Manhood is is sometimes fighting, letting the little and the lonely oh, yeah. sure. develop us into a biblical godly man. Mm. Letting the critics develop us into a biblical man. Yeah. And letting the word of God before David ever flung flung the stone, he spoke the word. Yes. And you and yeah. I, I think, would do well to remember that. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. It's, it's ironic. Like if if you were to go around the table here, except for Jordan, <laughs> yeah. If you were to go around the table and say, okay, you know, what is your Goliath? You know, in life, mine's generally never been the the problem is too big. Mm. I've always been crazy like that. Like okay. you want to dance? Let's dance. You know, yeah. like, that's me. Right. Um, my my biggest battle in life has been not trying to be uh, the the giant slayer and every and letting God yeah. be in control That's and solve the term. problem. That has been my devastating Goliath. Is I, I I'm holistically inclined to solve every single problem. Wow! And so yeah. as soon as something happens, I start sh- you know I get out my jackhammer. I'm sharpening the axe and I'm just smiling like yeah I got this one. And what I'm supposed to be doing is immediately getting on my knees. So I have to, that's right. how I have to fight that. That's a good word. That's powerful. Yeah, that is. That's a good word. There are a lot of guys that are like that. They'll actually run into it before they're prepared for yeah. it. Yeah. And are surrendered to God. Yeah. That's a good point. Again, that's, that's the process discovered in the, in the fields. That's a process discovered as David was like, I got, I got to trust you for all these little things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wow. mean, that's the same thing I experienced too. Like what you guys were just talking about with the message that I was teaching, mm. writing that was really hard in the beginning mm-hmm. because I was not giving it to the Lord really mm-hmm. at all. Mm. I was going into it like, okay, I'm just going to read a bunch and then I'm going to try to just write something. Mm. And I, it wasn't until I really just kind of gave it to the Lord, really like what you said, hatred, like just hit my knees and was like, God, this is you. This is, this is not me. Use me, not, not my words, your words. And it wasn't until then that I was really able to like actually, you know, let him do it, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yep. And that's what that's what we got to do, guys. Yeah, so like to, to Rodney's point and Jordan following up, yeah, sometimes that battle is fault and not running to it. It's just surrendering and going back to God. Well, obviously our prayer is, we're going to wrap this up, you know, thank you for your time today. Our prayer is that this encourages you and that it helps you to stay faithful, focused, and fearless. That's the whole point of Front Sight. And again, locally, be reminded, guys, um, get in touch with us about the Bible study. I'm so excited about that because that's one of a prayers, one of the prayers that I had for that. And for those of you that are listening around the country, whenever you are available to listen and you're taking it to your own small group, just share that information with us. But as always, I, I think I said it the last few times, we really we we do need you guys to like, share, and subscribe, not to grow bigger, better, and better, but because we we have a, a prayerful desire to make godly men. And who yeah. knows who needs this um, until yeah. you share it with them. That's right. And that's the whole point. So we're praying for you. Thank you for um, listening to us and being a part of the, um, today's podcast. We love you guys. Praying for you to be strong. Face the Goliath after you surrender to God. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, Goliath. Come on. <laughs>